and welcome to the wildcard episode of the Fantasy Fit Bad Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. My name's John. I'm eating, so I'm nay hungry. I've got my heating on, so I'm not cold. So I'm definitely not Mark McGee. Scobie, are you Mark McGee? I'm definitely not Mark McGee, no. <laughs> what an interview that was. Something else. Great way to start the pod. Uh, there was only one way you could start it this week. It had to be Mark McGee. Coming to the pod legend, isn't he? Oh, I mean, he's just been box office so far this season. Sound bites. Sound bites. You know, that Charlie Adam goal in the Dundee Derby. Brilliant response. Uh, not Charlie, Charlie Mulgrew. Charlie Mulgrew's brilliant, uh, brilliant response. He's raging at. Fantastic. And then coming out yeah. this week saying that he's gonna he's gonna keep his heating off so that when he's cold. He remembers why he's cold, and it's because he's got a game at the weekend. Not because he's a football manager. And he's not going to eat anything, so that when he's hungry, he can remember that he's hungry for three points at the weekend. <laughs> Every day is peak cinch, isn't it? Let's hope McGee manages to do the impossible and keep them up, because uh, well, he is just well, he's non-stop. He's non-stop. How are you anyway, John? You good? Yeah, 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 yeah. All good. Just been thrashing away on this um, this wild card draft that we've uh, oh, we've got upcoming. Um, sleepless nights, sleepless, sleepless nights. Yeah, no, I was um, spent a weekend was at the Union Berlin game in the Bundesliga the weekend whilst you were at, at Hamden swanning it up for for the for the jam tarts. Certainly was, John, and we were we will definitely be touching on that on every minute of it. Um, shortly, I'm sure, in, in part one. Yes, a great day, a great day. And nice to see a team, you saw a team win for once as well, didn't you? I did, yeah, yeah. They were playing Frankfurt, and Frankfurt looked like a team that just played Barcelona on Thursday night. You <laughs> <laughs> knew yeah. Berlin. You're three pounds, pound 50 pints. I think uh, Scottish football's got a lot to learn from it. Fantastic. What was the pie situation like? No pies. It was sausage and uh, pork steaks on a barbecue oh. and pretzels. Very good. So it was pretty good, actually. It was good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. The only, the only complaint I've got is that the chanting is too prescriptive. Uh, so like, there's no, there's no sort of um, spontaneous chanting, shall we say, about and mothers and, and, and mattresses, for example. Correct. Correct. If you're putting mothers <laughs> and mattresses in a chant together, I don't think you'd get away with it in the Bundesliga. No. No. Yeah. Anyway, um, anyway we, we digress, Scobie. We how, are we playing, how are we playing the pod tonight? Well, of course, we've already alluded to it. We'll chat about the semi-finals of the Scottish Cup. They were brilliant. Both 2-1, actually. Yep. Uh, and we'll work out what that means uh, for Fantasy Football Scotland going forward. Uh, Rangers have had quite the run in Europe as well, and that's been uh, mucking around with fixture lists already. So we'll have a look at that too, Scobie. And there's a small va- matter, Vatter, I suppose it is a Vatter, because it's VAR is getting introduced to Scottish football. Oh, John, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> no idea. I mean, we managed to do video calls uh, for this podcast quite often, so maybe we should get put in charge of it. Not a bad show, to be fair. <laughs> uh, well, that sounds like an excellent run. And then part two, John, where are we going to go with that? Wildcard draft. So I think you've done one, I've done one. Let, let's see, Let's see. hopefully we can give the listeners some uh, some tidbits going forward. Good stuff. Uh, and then we yeah. will answer questions on the Twitter sphere in part three. So so let's get going, eh? Let's get going, absolutely. I feel like I should give you the honours uh, to talk about um, Hearts' uh, huge win uh, in the Edinburgh Derby. It was the first yeah. Scottish Cup semi-final on Saturday. Uh, how did it go? 
Oh, John, it was a magical day, I must admit. And, and I, I sort of reading those really good article came out just pre the cup semi-final, just obviously talking on the fact that it was one year on from that, that, that famous, infamous defeat at the hands of Brora, um, which led to obviously the usual reaction of uh, protests and signs outside of Tynecastle, budge out, Nielsen out, etc., etc. It all looked doom and gloom there, but, you know, we couldn't have asked for much more this season. Nielsen talked about, you know, being a good season by securing third, obviously, which we'll, we'll come on to, I'm sure, um, with the results that went uh, our way, including, obviously, the 3-1 victory over Hibs uh, before the split. Being a very good season by getting to the semi-final, and now can we make it a great season and go all the way at the cup final? But yeah, to see Arts come out and play like they did, I mean, look, to be honest, we got off the hot start, took our chances, two fantastic strikes. Sims was brilliant. If we can keep hold of him next year, we'll do very, very well. Kingsley, just another one, add it to the highlight reel. Um, but then after that, I must say it was it was for, for me probably the best performance I've seen from Hibbs under Maloney. They were very good and they roasted it. They went at us with energy. When they went down to 10 men, they stick, They kept coming at us. I think probably we were guilty of sitting too far back. Um, cup semi-final, derby sort of stuff, nervousness, um, whatever it was. We did allow them to get into the game. But at the same time, I never felt like kids were going to score. No. You know, there, was, there, was, there was half chances here and there, but they are toothless. Yeah, um, I think... I think that's what that's what that's been the real theme of Maloney, and obviously, you know, spoiler alert, he has he has been relieved of his duties. Mm-hmm. Um, the theme of the theme, I mean, look, Martin Boyle went. Yeah. I mean, it, it, losing Martin Boyle, I think, in any team in the in the entire division, um, you would see uh, massive massive struggles basically going forward. Kevin Nisbet's been out injured as yeah. well, yeah. which you can't forget is really difficult. So it's been a lot of um, sort of passing at the back, and then not a lot of um sort of precision yes and, yeah um you know aggressive attacking play from yeah. Hibs under Maloney that that's really caused a problem and and even the first goal you look at the way that that Sims pounces on the ball yeah um, it's all that sort of nonsense pass at the back and in, in, a, in a derby in a cup semi like should you really be doing that no and that's what I think teams have been doing they've figured Maloney out uh, right the way through the league yeah. let them play it around nothing's going to come of it and, and pick them off when when mistakes inevitably come uh, and that, and that's kind of you know what happened there I think you know, to touch Maloney yeah he has gone where do we begin with that <sighs> hilarious obviously from our perspective but you know I'll, I'll save the, the gloating for, for another day that was that was Saturday um, Ron the Con said it was an experiment that didn't work out well it kind of does beg the question well what was the experiment yeah. in the first place is the man who's also said he's still open to selling the club whilst also vigorously defending his own role at the club and saying that nobody cares more about its, uh, you know, about success than he does. Also defending his son's appointment as, um, you know, the, the the head of recruitment, who's apparently done a fantastic job as he I. Jack Doyle Hayes being the only summer signing of any note before uh, it was signed James Scott and Nathan Wood right at the end of the transfer window. James Scott, who actually did get a start in the semi-finals, yet to register a goal or an assist. Nathan Wood played one game <laughs> returning to middle. That's bad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. terrible. 11 <laughs> signings in January, but okay, a few injuries that kind of ravaged them and followed that. Uh, flashes from Elias Melkerson in that one game where he scored two goals, but he's been he's been really poor, actually, in the league. He missed some, some great chances in those, that last couple of games for them. So... 
they just, you know, to, to quote the song, Hibs do seem to be falling apart again. And that's just... Oh, you're having your cake and eating it here, Scobie. Having I am, cake and I am. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look, Melkson's a young kid, right? He's going to miss some chances. They haven't been creating enough, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, Maloney joined Hibs in seventh and he's left them in seventh. Yeah. Uh, got him to cup semi-final. That was probably what was keeping them going, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I don't it's know. It's, it's a difficult one as well. You chuck them on the pile of the sort of Cathro and, and Stephen Glass um, experiments that both uh, Hearts and Aberdeen have done mm-hmm. and they're not too distant uh, past. Um, I just feel like if, if Hibs were going to go this route, maybe they, 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 you know, if you're making this gamble, you've got to give them at least a decent transfer window. But at the same time, they've been so bad mm. because the seventh position in the league is, is kind of artificial because the league's just been a madness in the middle. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, so like they have been really bad, and if you have a bad transfer window, I think which is what Aberdeen are about to find out just now, it can set you back like a good at least one season, if not two seasons. So, and on the flip side of that, you know, it was um, one of the most impressive things that I saw is again in the in the build up to to our cup semi final, they put together the you know the signings that we brought in in 2021, 2022. I mean, there was a there's a full starting eleven minus maybe Stuart in between the sticks of just excellent players that have come in, all of whom have improved our squad. You know, everyone from Beningame to Cochrane to Civic to Woodburn, Barry Mackay, obviously, Sims. I mean, all of these guys. It just shows on the flip side of that, solid recruitment. You think Woodburn's been good? I don't think Woodburn. I think Jury's still out on Woodburn. Woodburn, yeah, Jury's still out. He's had his moments. You know, he's, yeah. he's, you know, he's only on loan. So he's not been a bad player. If we, if we, look, if we look back at, um, you know, some of the transfer windows we've had in the past, you know, where we've, been knee-jerk and we've brought in players that we didn't really know enough about you know I think it's good to see us maybe turning a corner there so um look interesting one where do they go from here as I say I'm not quite sure what that experiment was about what's the strategy there they've not achieved much um and as I say it's going to be an interesting one Who who's going to it's going to feel a bit like a hot seat now who's going to come yeah. in and take it one man who will not be taking it apparently is a pod favorite David Martindale it's <laughs> apparently said listen Hibs aren't coming for David Martindale. <laughs> I'm quite happy yeah. where I am. <laughs> I'll be a Livingston until Chief Executive says otherwise. It'll not be David Martindale, Martindale that makes the decision to leave Livingston. No. So he's had a good laugh at the speculation uh, this week. Is there anyone you think that might be coming in? It's, it's very difficult to see, isn't it? It's very difficult. I don't know. The two managers sacked in one season, it... It definitely means that you're probably fishing in a in a smaller pond than you'd yeah. hope to, because um, why would any young aspiring manager go to Hibernian right now when it doesn't seem that you'd get the time required to turn around a squad? So yeah, yeah we'll just have to wait and see. Um, look, let, let let's move on from the Edinburgh Derby. Yep. There was also uh, the the Glasgow Derby, the Old Firm Derby mm-hmm. on Sunday, Celtic against Rangers. Um, Little bit of a surprise here, I think, given that Rangers have gone through extra time on Thursday night. Everyone thought Celtic would probably be, probably would have would have won this match, and and they haven't. And it's it's sort of Rangers are sort of pissed on their chips a bit of winning the league title. Would you not say? Yeah, they have. They have. I definitely didn't expect it. European game, we can come on to that as well. But 120 minutes, an intense game. How do you get yourself up for you know your sort of next biggest game of the season um, three days later? And, and also to go on and do that in extra time. I mean, Celtic have got to really feel like they've dropped the ball there um, where, they, where, they, where they had 
certainly moments where, where it seemed like, you know, they were in the ascendancy and, they, and it, you know, obviously they, they get the goal to go ahead and it looked like that was it, signed, sealed and delivered. But credit where credit is due to Rangers and to Van Bronckhurst. He, he got them up for it again, uh, put himself back into it. What did you make of the way that they came back into it and the, the goals? Yeah, yeah, well, key, I was going to say, because, like, Joe Rebo has been a fantasy football Scotland favourite, but he actually came off, and then Arfield scored basically his first touch, didn't he? So uh, that's quite an interesting one going forward. Um, you know, notice that actually Morelos has been out the last two games, and Rangers seem to have coped quite well without him. So Kimar Roof's been quite good at leading the line there um, as well. Uh, yeah, so it's some interesting fantasy football Scotland um, selections coming, coming up. They've obviously got the Europa League fixture conundrum coming as well you know what I'm, I'm all for actually supporting Scottish football clubs in Europe so I think there's you know other leagues do it so maybe we should make some changes but it does feel a little bit cheeky when it comes from Rangers a club who don't let you know any reporters outside of their own company into the into the stadium and report in the club they don't support the cinch branding, they don't support the Scottish Premiership um, at all in any of its in any of its sponsorship. And then also when we had the winter break earlier this season, there was one club that were particularly up in arms about moving any fixtures. So it just feels a little bit rich coming from them, does it not? In other words, I'm all for moving the fixture list around to support Scottish teams in Europe, except when it's Rangers. <laughs> I just think... <laughs> I just think... Say it as it is, John. At, at some point, you just have to put your hands up and say, right, we'll do it. Because hopefully that means that everyone starts acting a bit more um, reasonably. But it does feel... Yes. The aggressiveness coming from them when they won't even let, like, you know, a BBC reporter ask Van Bronckhorst any questions is kind of... Yes, I, I, I see the point. Fair point. Uh, well made. At the same time, though, their continued success in Europe is massively benefiting Scotland's coefficiency. Um, and, and will do for years to come, and is benefiting teams such as Hearts, who are now yeah, yeah. guaranteed group stage European football, uh, and will get a playoff tie, which which could be a big glamour tie against the likes of Feyenoord or something um, for the Europa League as well. So, you know, again, hats off to Rangers. Do you think they can go all the way? Tough ask. I think Braga were like comfortably to set the worst team in the mm. competition, and they just scraped past them. So. I'd probably say no, but you never know. Yeah, could be a final. West Ham Rangers, how exciting. And then finally, John, VAR is coming to the cinch. It is. It It is. Well, there was was a vote for 42 clubs across it. Remind you that only the top tier pay for it. So it's about a million and a half in a year. It's quite Mm -hmm. a lot of money. Mm -hmm. One club in the championship voted against it. I'm not sure who it was. I don't know. Who do you think it was? Our broth. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Fuck knows. Um, and then everyone's up in arms. Of, like, I, I don't know. Everyone, everyone else does VAR, and at least we're not we're not putting it in right at the start. So we hopefully like the teething problems that you've seen in in England and across Europe. Maybe we've learned from them. We probably won't. No. Let's be honest. But I, the only thing the thing that gets me is everyone's like, well, why are you introducing it halfway through the season? Well. They can't get it in in time for the new season to start. Yeah. So like, and the World Cup's happening in December, so it does feel like a reasonable time. And actually, if you look at when Poland and the Czech Republic leagues both implemented, it was both halfway through the season. So 
that's the one point I will defend uh, Neil Doncaster on. But apart from that, I mean, it's going to be a riot, isn't it? It is. It is. I'm sure we'll find our own, uh, you know, calamities um, unique to Scottish football that will, that will stem from VAR. <laughs> and I can't imagine there'll be much complaining either. So I'm bloody excited, John. You know, it's just, just going to add to the singe, isn't it? Not like we needed any more to talk about. Yeah, I know, I know. We yeah. have to have a VAR section in the podcast. We will, we will, yeah. A new section devoted to VAR. But, I, you know, knowing, knowing the SFA, they'll have a crack team on it. And I'm sure, as I say, nothing will possibly go wrong with the implementation. Not. Uh, all right. Will we crack on to part two? I don't know. Should we ask VAR? Checking. Correct. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to part two of the wildcard special of the Fantasy Fit Bad Pod. Do you know what? Scottish football gets a lot of stick, but I do love the split. And with the split, we get our second wildcard of Fantasy Football Scotland. We had super split Saturday, actually, just before the Scottish Cup semi-finals. You had last-minute scenes at Livingston's Tony Macaroni Stadium as Motherwell clinched top six spot. And you also had last-minute scenes at Pataudry as Ross County um, deservedly got into the top six. And actually, I can see them having a decent run at Europe. But what does that mean, fantasy football, Scotland-wise? You've obviously got teams that were in your thoughts, but now they've crept into the top six. They're going to probably be playing more difficult sides. So likes of Dundee United and Motherwell. I'm not a huge fan of them. But flip side, you've got shite teams like Aberdeen and Hibs. Now can they beat the real bottom of the league? Feeders. Yeah, and you got team. I mean, I think Aberdeen, like the pressure's off now, isn't there? Pressure's off. Well, the pressure's off. Goodman. They're not going to get relegated. Like you know, but you know, don't get me wrong. Obviously, there's there's a need to to finish on a high note, and 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 that very much could result in that. So you could yeah. see a very dominant. You could see Aberdeen go out and win five games. Mm-hmm. Something like that could happen. <laughs> I don't know what Aberdeen side you've been watching. <laughs> No danger, mate. No danger. But it's oh. maybe uh, when one game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I take your point. And like, you know, bottom six side, I really like the cover's Livingston. Um, as long as they're not too too uh, soured by that last minute uh, concede against Motherwell, yeah. you know, they, they could go on a decent run. And they've also then got to think Dundee and the Super J. So what we're always saying, and what we always try and put on this pod, is the bottom six is where it's at. Yeah, that's where the that's where you're going to make your differences in your mini leagues. Yeah, yeah. getting ahead of your, your mates in those leagues, it's not selecting the top. So, Scooby, what we're going to do is we're going to run through each position and just sort of shout out who we yeah. think are our well, we've done our wild card. So, do you want to start? Who who are you going? Go a goalkeeper? Are you going one? Are you going two? What what was the thinking? So, well, two goalies I'm going in. Uh, I'm going to take one for the top, one for the bottom. Top one for the top, Joe Hart. Purely yeah. because I think Joe Hart's going to have more clean sheets than any other goalkeeper in the split yeah uh following on from what you just talked about star jacket livingston okay nice i mean that's that's um joe hart has got 17 clean sheets this season that's four more than craig gordon has yeah. in second place i also quite like that shout scoby because celtic midfield and attack as we've said all season is an absolute lottery and mm-hmm. um, so you know you get joe hart who's going to start every game and you get access to that celtic team that do tend to keep clean sheets so, yeah, I quite like that too. Who have you and got? Again, that's right. Well, 
I had, I've got Joe Hart down. I have had Craig Gordon in my team the whole time. Mm. And, you know, that save he pulled off against Hibbs, magnificent, wasn't it? Hipped it onto the post. I mean, he does get lucky, Craig Gordon, I have to say that. Like, tipping that onto the post and then bounces back into his arms. But, like, he earns his own luck. Correct, correct. So, I like him. But, you know, Hart's, it's, it's, it's a tough going in that top six. So, you know, are they there? Looking at the bottom six, I've got Xander Clark. Yes, they conceded seven against Celtic, but St. Johnson have three home games and after the split, which is um, obviously more than the majority at home. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if you're going to back them to stay safe, then it's not going to be because they're going to score loads of goals. It's going to because they're going to keep, keep clean sheets. And then my final shout, sorry, uh, was we'll go back to the top six. There's Ross Laidlaw, two and a half million. Um, he started every game since game week 24 for Ross County. And actually, in Ross County's last five games, they've won three of them 1-0. So there's three clean sheets sitting there. So he's a nice little differential as well. And I do think County are going to get Europe. I think they're the one team um, out of Motherwell and Dundee United that are actually in form. Um, yeah, I think that's not a bad shout. Marky Mackay might also be playing his way into that Hibs job that's been touted around. Another one to consider. Sort of like a, a David Goodwilly sort of situation where he should just sort of keep his head down and stay at the club he's at because I'm not yeah. sure the backlash he's going to get from <laughs> no, a slightly really more high profile in an actual city club there. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to go. So anyway, that's it. That's your goalkeepers. Like that. On the same page relatively to start with. But yeah, Laidlaw, nice shout there. Defenders, take me through it. Who are you picking? Defenders, I mean, you got to go. You got to go, Tavernier. Yeah, uh, he he has to be in there. You know, top top scorer again this season by absolute country mile. Um, on pens, set pieces, attack so attacking for Rangers. So he's in there. I've had Calvin Bassey all season as well. Interesting. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep him in as well. Four point one million. He's gone up quite a bit, but I feel like that's where. Um, my two players are coming from Ibrox. So you're you on a similar thought. There? I've actually dropped Bassi for now. Okay. Just wanted to just free it up and try something a bit different. So I have just gone with Tav. I wanted oh. to also free up a Rangers player, which I'll come on to later. Okay. So I've I've dropped Bassi. Right. Interesting. And then um I've gone um Carter Vickers. He's been excellent for me. Third top goal, uh, scorer for um, defenders in the game, I think. 150 yep. points or something mad like that. Um, even though they crashed one off the bar in the semi-finals, absolute sitter. <laughs> scored that at 1-0. I mean, that's a different game, isn't it? Completely. Completely. Uh, but hopefully he's put that to bed and he'll be on good form for Celtic going forward. And then yep. interestingly, also at Parkhead, is you've got uh, Juranovic, is a uh, hamstring injury and likely out for uh, four of the last five games. So I'd say he might even be out for the rest of the season. So if yep. he's out... Are we going back to Tony Ralston, 2.6 million? And there's been, um, you know, he probably would get in player of the season, a uh, team of the season, Fantasy Football Scotland anyway. That's a very good shout, John. Yep. Uh, I'm unsure. I've been kicking a few people and I had, I had uh, Starfelt in actually, just as I couldn't quite afford Carter Vickers and Starfelt's yeah. an, an appealing 4.1 million. And he's scored actually, I think, more points than Juranovic anyway. You know, Zoranovic, again, probably was luring people in with a bit of form at the end there. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I'd Starfield as my kind of option from Celtic at the back. Another player I've kind of got... Uh, so I've, got, I've looked at, again, a few sort of cheaper options then. So my other three all come from the uh, lower half of the league. Yeah. So I'm going to bring in Marcus Fraser, St Mirren. Okay. 
you know, score quite a lot of points. Again, he's in there at 2.6 million. We don't know. We don't know where they're going to sit. I, I don't, I'm not saying that I think that Samir would be tight at the back, but yeah. I like the the work that Robinson's doing there, putting that club together. Again, I think I can see them finishing quite strongly in the in the games that they've got. So I brought in Fraser, someone to, to, yeah. to test. I've currently got Harry Clarkin from Hibs as well. Again, 2.6 million, back from injury. Um, he'll probably want to get a run in the team towards the end of the year. Came on during the cup semi-final and did play okay. Um, so... Yeah, I've got Clark in, but again, I'm a little bit worried about that fact. We don't know what the what the case is going to be with Hibbs, you know, yeah. and how you know things going to be able to gracing into the end of the year. How he's going to focus on things? Is it that they go to say Lewis Stevenson instead? But that's what he did before when he when he took over for the cup final, wasn't it? He went yeah. back into his guys that won them the Scottish Cup yeah. and the guys he trusted. I had Harry Clark down as well, Scobie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, been injured for the majority of his time on loan at Hibs, but had a really successful spell at uh, Ross County first half of the season. Scored three for them the first half of the season. He scored on his return for uh, first match for Hibs against United as well, which I quite like. So he's got four goals a season from defence. Quite like that. I'm unsure about your St Mirren shout, I'll be honest. I, li- I like where your head's at, trying to think differently. Um, but I just don't know. They, 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 uh, they're a worry for me. I think Dundee, like, you know, with, with Mark McGee's strange habits, they're actually got a little bit of form in St. Johnson, you never know. So that match, St. Mirren Hibs this weekend is absolutely huge. Yeah. Because yeah. if St. Mirren can get a win there, they pull everyone back into it. And if they lose, then it kind of maybe looks like one of three. Um, so that's interesting as well. And then Scooby, we've not talked, we need to talk about a little bit about hearts again. Um, Stephen Kingsley uh, feels like an absolute no-brainer right now. What a goal. I'm a little bit um, sad that he didn't get called up. Like, he might be in a better shout to get called up to Scotland squad ahead of Halkett just because he's yeah. just he could have played in that sort of Tierney role. And Tierney is apparently going to be out. I mean, I'd be surprised if he plays against Ukraine, which is going to be a shocker because I think he's the one guy we can't really replace in that system. Um so, yeah. But, yeah, like Kings, like, how could out, Scobie, how do you feel about that? I read early, he's missed six games this season and Hearts have lost four of those. Do you feel like being a big... Yeah, gutting. And, you know, gutted for him if it is going to be that, you know, as, as it looks, he'll, he'll miss right through the end of the season and um, missing the final and stuff after what's been such a great season for him yeah. and for his career. Yeah, it's sad to see. I think Toby Civic's been very good since he's come back in, so I'd put him on people's radars. He's right. only uh, 0.3% owned. Uh, he's been playing really consistently. Good yeah. footballer. When he came and played for us, understandable, he was playing more as a defensive mid. So he's a he's a very capable footballer. You'll see him getting forward, good in the air. Could see him getting goals from set pieces. So at three point one million, um, Civic looks like maybe someone to consider. Um, I've got Livingston from my Irish out, John um, Obelai. Yeah, I went Obelai, and then he got taken off penalties, and then Livingston have conceded loads of goals recently. So. But we like Livingston going into we the, do. We do. the split. So again, if you're trying yeah. something different, I mean, look, there's no, this is not an exact science, but um, I think he'd be one to consider. I, I wanted to get Livingston players in. I like Livingston's yeah. fixtures, particularly what? if they've got a home who they've got away. So um, I liked our Fitzwater shout last time as well. He's the sort of uh, interception merchant. So you get yeah. bonus points for his interceptions. I quite like that. Um, that shout as well, Livy. Um and then I suppose the only other one I would say is Calvin Ramsey at Aberdeen. He's been playing uh, decent enough under Goodwin. Obviously scored an absolute raker against Dundee. And just before that, before the goal, did the exact same thing, cutting inside his left foot. So I think he's been encouraged to shoot a bit more. 
Yep. Because before he was seen as a guy that was just getting around the flanks and 2.8 million, uh, pretty attacking fullback um, on a lot of set pieces and things like that. So yep. uh, probably shouldn't over um, overlook him either. So there's, I think there's quite a lot in, in defence there, Scobie. Quite a lot of good options, yeah. But I, I say, you know, roll the dice maybe a little bit. If you're going to if you're gonna have your, your staples, you're going to have Tab, you're going to have a Celtic player locked in there. Why not roll the dice with a few other options? Rolling the dice, rolling the dice into midfield. Into midfield. You don't want to talk about Rangers Celtic first up. So let's go somewhere that I know you do want to talk. It's going to be Tony Macaroni. How can you tell me how Alan Forrest is not going into anyone's draft? Man's got 123 points this season. He's got four double digit hauls, five goals, five assists, 17 bonus points. Scored against Motherwell last time out, despite the, the last minute defeat. I'm I'm all over Alan Forrest, are you? Yeah, he's even he's even dislodged Connor Ronan for me mm. at this stage. Exact same. Uh, I'm I've been drawn in by Forrest. I almost brought Forrest in last week um for that final game and obviously got a good points haul there. I think it was um eleven points he came away with in game week thirty-three. So yeah, I'm definitely thinking Forrest. Love that shout, John. I'm on board with that too. Nice one. Um, flipping over up to Dingwall, I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna take out Reagan Charles Cook because I think his race is run for the season. Hungbo is my man because he's on penalties, um, and as I've said a couple of times, I quite fancy Ross County in this running. Yeah, fair enough. I will give you Hungbo. Uh, not your worst shirt, John. Um, I'm actually going to go over to Pataudry. I'm going to go with Lewis Ferguson. Yeah, back what I just said. Aberdeen to win five games, penalties galore. Yeah, won by Marley Watkins maybe, but scored by Lewis Ferguson. So I'm going to go for Ferguson. He's quite expensive, but I had yeah. enough budget there that he felt like a an indulgence that I could I could afford. Yeah, look, and he's been sniffing around a move for a while now. So if he wants to press home that, he's going to have to play brilliantly the last five games. Um. So yeah, no, I I, I can agree with that. Uh, I will take your Lewis Ferguson and raise you a man who was mouthing him off after the game at Dens Park, saying he needed to be more of a man's footballer. Uh, that's Charlie Adam. He got came on, absolute masterclass at Dens Park, came on, two assists, didn't give the ball away, just waltzing around, brilliant. And then he got a goal in the Dundee Derby as well. Uh, also gave us a, a flavoursome dive in that game as well. He just looked so ridiculous when he dives because he's such a big bastard. <laughs> uh, which I thought was funny because the week before he'd been telling Ferguson to man up. Uh, but there you go. <laughs> but anyway, Charlie Adam was in my team at the start of the season and was shit. And I think I'm falling for the same trap again, Scooby. I know it's funny. We could we could easily have Charlie Mulgrew and Charlie Adam in our you know our wild card drafts, both coming into some form. They've got goals in their yeah. names. We were so excited about them both at the start of the season. But- <laughs> Maybe we're just getting lured back in. Mm-hmm. Don't hate the Charlie Adams shout at all. I have a Dundee player coming up though, in it, but it's not Adam for me. As I say, I've gone Forrest Ferguson. Um, I'm going to go keep my bench trick going. So I've got Thompson from Dundee United just to do that. Yeah, I've switched back to Furhashi. I'm going to see Kyogo. He's back. And uh, for me, Jota's been disappointing. Now there was actually a couple, you know, a bit more left field shouts that I was maybe looking yeah. at in, in in that Celtic spot. Um, you know, maybe it was keeping Yakimakis not necessarily left field, but it was also O'Reilly who'd been in good vein of form. Um, and obviously yeah. got a good points haul last week with a couple of assists and goals. So, 
O'Reilly was being considered, but mm-hmm. it's just whether and he and he's not expensive either. But it's just you know, is that a waste of your Celtic asset if you went? I, like that? I just he's not starting. Like he still came off the bench against the Super Jays. Mm-hmm. Like he still came off the bench in the semi final. It's really yeah. difficult. Even Furuhashi didn't start in the semi final. Yeah, his, his legs are made of absolute chocolate. So like, I don't know if Celtic really think they've got the league in the bag obviously they're going to go for it but you know maybe just give Furuhashi a bit of a rest in the season and time to come back next season I don't know I, I'm just always nervous around Celtic and um, I, I totally get your points I, you know they're both really good players but which then takes you back in the direction of would you just go with good old safety Callum McGregor he's going to play every game mm. probably going to pitch in with a goal yeah. with a few assists Aye. who knows David Turnbull also back fit they'll want to give him a run out towards the end of the season I'm sure mm. Yeah, exactly. Difficult it's to difficult. call. It's difficult to call. That's why I'm probably going to stay away from all Celtic midfielders. I think I'm going to triple Celtic. It's probably going to be Carter Vickers, Ralston and Joe Hart. Um, one guy who's definitely going to be in my team, Scobie, and will be starting every game, I'm sure, is Barry Mackay. Nine assists, Barry Mackay. Uh, what about that goal? His first goal of the season, uh, that sort of nonchalant flick was brilliant. And then it obviously scored uh, up at Dingwall as well, just before the, before the Cup semi. Um, so he's in a nice bit of form, isn't he? He definitely is. I've just got this sort of nervousness about Hearts players for 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 post split, and I don't know, I don't know where it's coming from. Um, I don't know if it'll be all eyes in the final. Maybe some decisions being influenced by that. The fact that obviously we do have to play Celtic Rangers both with the split, so you're, you know, you you can't be expecting Hearts players to to bring you a good return of points in all five games. You're looking for them to score the points in those three games. Um, but then, as you said, Ross County in a good vein of form, put up a good result, 1-1 against us a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Motherwell coming into a bit of form too. We're going to have to go and play them, Dundee United. You know, All right. fair. So, All right, fair. You sold me away from them. All right, well, I think that's enough for midfield anyway. Yeah, I was going to say my only other one is a Rebo that I'm going to stick for, okay. and he is my second Rangers player. Forwards, uh, though, John, what are you doing? Are you having a bit of fun with your forwards or what are you Forwards is, is uh, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because there's not been... Huge standouts this season. And, you know, Morelos is out injured. So, Kimar Roof with his hatching against St Mirren uh, is definitely in thoughts. Um, I like Callum Hendry, even though he never seems to score when he's in my team. He's got three goals in his last three games. And if the Super Jays are going to do it, they need to score some goals. So, is it going to be him? And he's on penalties. You've just named my first two strikers, John. I'm going Kamar Roof, four goals in four games, and Callum Hendry, three goals in three games. Yeah. Hendry, if, yeah, listen, Super J's got any chance. As you say, it's going to be him. He's on pinch. Can't not have him. Kamar yeah. Roof, Morelos being out. He's in sparkling form. Played great in Europe. Was there or thereabouts again in the Cup semi-final. He's played a lot of minutes. Is maybe the only worry. And he's obviously still, you know, been sort of coming back from, from a bit of injury. But I think Roof is going to play right through the end of the season. So they are my two, John. My other one, two and two, Danny Mullen, Dundee. Yeah. Half million, little show. What do you think of that? Yeah, I really like Danny Mullen. He's a quality little, tidy little footballer, actually. Um, so, yeah, I look, Dundee, I've got, it's an interesting run. It's what's so brilliant about the split. You're playing everyone around you. So, you know, they go, go to St. Johnston. They've got Aberdeen as well. St Mirren, Hibs, Levy, like it's an easy lineup, and and they're scoring goals. And you know, whilst whilst Dundee haven't won in a couple of games, they got the point against Aberdeen, which they came from behind twice. They then um, came from behind against United as well, 
and they're just accumulating these little points here and there, which um, which could be really big going coming into it. And they've just got, as I say, I think a lot of teams in the splits, like Aberdeen are devastated to be in the bottom six, as are Livingston, as are Hibs. Mm. And Dundee are one of the only teams that are sort of happy going into the bottom six split, if that makes sense. And momentum and morale is kind of everything, I think, uh, in football anyway. So I, I really like that shout. I like having a Dundee striker in there. I think that could be good. Uh, gorgeous George's Scobie, he's he, you know, your hat trick hero. Um, he's he's dropped out, obviously missed this cup semi due to injury, and unsure yep. whether he'll get back in time. And we just we can't be fanning about risks like that. I don't um, think so. I don't think so. I think we're, we're we're all kind of agreed on heart. I think most people should be going that direction. You're definitely going to take a Celtic defender, you might take two. Yeah, you know, I can see people doing the goalie and two defenders, but then certainly you've got your choice of midfielders. So for me, I think Yakamakis has served his purpose through the through the year. You're not going to do anything wrong if you keep him in, but for me, I'm probably going to move away from him. Have a bit of fun with it, Hendry and Mullen. Why not? Love it. Think that's us. That was a absolute whirlwind wild card in 20 minutes. Yes, yeah. and we will post those teams as well as we get closer. We'll maybe post some drafts as people are considering them up Ooh. into the weekend. Let's get them on Twitter and let's see people's drafts while they're at, while they're at it. So interact with us yeah. on that. So let us see your drafts. So we can do our usual clinic um, and help you with some choices that you might be facing. Can't okay, that's us. Pair two. Hello, welcome back to part three of this week's Fantasy Fit Bad Pod. Scobie, we've got a date for Ukraine game. Are you are you looking forward to, to Hamden for that? Am I looking forward to it? Or am I looking forward to it? Yeah, what a week we might have, John. Don't want to, we don't want to tempt fate, but Ukraine, great to see the game finally going ahead. The right decision first um, of, uh, of June as it's going to be. And possibly down the road to Cardiff. <laughs> Big weekend in Cardiff. Wow. Back up the road. Where are we going on the Saturday? We're going to Dublin. Friday. We're going to Dublin on the Friday. Right. We're going to Dublin on the Friday. I mean, I obviously, days are just going to be numbers. I'm looking forward to productivity levels at work. Those like Tuesday to Friday. Oh, <laughs> if we've qualified to have, a, to have a possible sort of World Cup party in Dublin. Or we're all just going to be so pissed off with each other. I'll probably cancel the flights. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, looking forward to Ukraine Day. Got our pizza yeah. booked in our not so lucky Croatia spot. I'm trying to think of somewhere else I couldn't find anywhere. But look, Hamden's been an enjoyable place for me to go with recent recent trips. Same yeah, yeah. Final win against Denmark. I'm on a good run. I'll be licking your balls on the way in for some good luck. <coughs> Tastes right. fast. All right then. Uh, I've got two questions from Twitter. Two questions. Let's get them. Number one: Are you hungry? <laughs> number two are you cold <laughs> that's it that's the best way it's got to ask us fantastic well we'll round up on where we got to in the league this this week top scorer in game week 33 John was Macaulay's men well done Katie Macaulay 103 points Juranovic is captain. You better be getting him out of your team uh, imminently. Roof yeah. and Forrest also bringing in the points. A nice haul. A good scoring week, actually, for a lot of people. I think we both had a good one. 
going fairly tit for tat at the moment, John, but you've got a good good hundred point buffer on me. Um it looks gonna like- break into the top one hundred by the end of the season is the aim, Scobie. So this wild card needs to go well for me. Needs to go well. A man that's flying at the top, still Jack Curran, 2059. Has he wrapped up uh, the Fantasy Football League um, trophy? We'll see. He's fourth overall as well. There's a little, there's a little uh, contingent of them that are, that are up there. So, yes, that's where we've got to. Very good. Very good. Well, we're not far away here. We'll maybe do one more pod before the end of the season, do you think? Yeah, I think definitely. We've got a full full round of fixtures, obviously, um, next week. Um, and then we'll be we'll be returning post-Berlin, actually, John. We've got a little trip to Berlin, don't we? Yeah, so pod, trip, pod, pod end of season trip to Berlin. Pod the people we're going with don't know it's the pod party, but we're just going to surprise them. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the pod AGM. Uh, so... <laughs> We'll miss the first two rounds of this, but we'll be back uh, to look forward to the round of football coming up on 7th of May. Some good ones in there. Hibs, Aberdeen, Celtic Hearts, lots of good games to to look forward to then. Uh, And that'll be a closely run one with another game week on 10th of May. All right then. I think that's us. Superb, man. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. And good luck with those uh, all-important wildcards this weekend. We'd recommend using them because... Why not? It's good fun. It's the cinch. Why not? Cheerio.